Hello again and welcome to another edition of The Brattlecast, a first-hand look at second-hand books and so much more. I'm Jordan Rich with Ken Gloss, the owner and the lover of all things he does at the Brattle Bookshop in Boston on West Street. He is Mr. Enthusiasm when it comes to this kind of stuff, which makes our podcast so popular. Today, we're going to look at an old, old book that has uh, a connection to today, in a sense, because it's related to the military, to college, to schools, to the ROTC. What's it all about? Well, first of all, it's an older book. It has a leather spine. But one of the first things that when we bought a large collection that caught my eye was it has a, a cloth binding, but there's a a print right on the binding. And it's sort of a, not a style that you normally see nowadays. Mm-hmm. And uh, usually it's there at this period, uh, they'd either be leather or they wouldn't, the spine would be, the cover would be done a little bit differently. But it's sort of a little bit yellowish color. And it shows a troop of soldiers and uh, someone in front of it. And it's the boy soldier is the title. Infantry Tactics School, New York, um, and it's done in 1863. Now, one of the interesting things at the front of this, it says sample copy. Mm. So obviously some salesman probably had this and was going around to schools to sell them the book. And this is important because of 1863. You're in the middle of the war. You're in the middle of the war, and there are all sorts of— illustrations in it showing uh, soldiers how the picturing what they were doing but the interesting part about this really is you know I was saying 1863 uh, it's young soldiers but it's school and of course a lot of very young people went out into the military uh, the Civil War on either side but um, but one of the things I was saying, gee, that looks a lot like ROTC. And sometimes when you see a book like this, you go, well, gee, that's what it looks like. What, what's the story? So actually, when we got it in at the store, we spent some time sort of researching what this was and how it was and what sort of the history of the military. Because I remember when I went to high school, there was actually ROTC hmm. in the high school. And this was sure. in the early 60s, uh, which – while I was there, got phased out. Mm. Then, of course, a lot of the in-school college level got phased out during the Vietnam War and all the protests, but a lot of schools had it. Well, the Army, especially when you get into wartime, they need officers. Absolutely. They need to train officers. And where do you go to sort of do that training? You go into the schools, the colleges, what they at the time considered the better educated, mm. the the ones that maybe had more um, education so they could better read and lead and mm. follow what was the tactics at the time. Mm-hmm. So ROTC sort of as we know it started basically in 1862. There was a man named Partridge and they, they got a law passed and they had what they called land-grant colleges and that was sort of the federal government, uh, especially in l- agricultural areas and so on, having colleges. But part of the requirement of those colleges is that they have military in military training, which was the beginning of the Reserve Officer Training Corps. So this book, someone, of course, very quickly came out, well, if you're going to have teaching young soldiers 
or young students how to be soldiers, you need a textbook. Yeah, no websites at the time. No textbook. No online courses. No. I mean, you obviously have a military who could come in. uh, But this was expanding it greatly because of the Civil War. So a year after that law got passed, here's a salesman going around selling books uh, with many illustrations in them, tactics, how to learn uh, different uh, marching, items, marching, how to be soldiers, right. and with the idea that they would get out and then become the soldiers in the field. Well, if memory serves, West Point had already been established. Well, they already had military. Actually, one of the first military schools in the United States was Norwich Academy, mm. which still up in Vermont. It was a military school, and but it wasn't ROTC. It was a military mm-hmm. school. Also, West Point was proposed by Jefferson, and although it didn't come into fruition for another couple of years, but early 1800s, you had West Point, which was run by the government, by the army, and particularly the need for West Point became particularly essential uh, as you got into the wars in Europe, but the War of 1812 was one of the major uh, needs for having soldiers uh, and having trained soldiers and well-educated. The other interesting thing about West Point, see, you start out with schools in the world in uh, in uh, the Civil War, and all of a sudden you're going back 50 years. Is West Point was actually one of the best engineering schools in the country at the time? Mm. Because if you really think about it, in order for the military to really do its job and be efficient. You know, everybody talks, well, okay, you set up the soldiers in the battle and they do it. But the logistics of getting the equipment, getting the soldiers, getting the food, mm. getting everything is a huge process. And you need very well-trained engineers who specifically know how to move the military. And so West Point actually was one of the best military schools in the country. Um, Robert E. Lee was an engineer in the military before the Civil War. So as time went on, it became uh, one of the important schools. And then by the time you got to uh, the Civil War, a lot— well, actually, it was the Mexican War in the 1840s that a lot of the soldiers out of West Point became officers at Mm -hmm. the Mexican War, and then those officers— went on to become the generals in the Civil War. So, but they still needed first lieutenants and second lieutenants. That's a lot of what ROTC was providing. It's called Infantry Tactics for Schools, explained and illustrated. And then it says, by the author of School Amusements. Well, any idea what that is? Well, what that was, was that these were textbooks for schools. They were textbook companies. They were selling to schools. So... Uh, in one case, they're doing a very serious book on the military. On another case, games and outdoor yeah, and sort of phys ed type okay, of thing, gotcha, which is okay. what that was. All right. And then the next big, big phase for ROTC was World War I in Plattsburgh. Uh, they really hmm. had a huge need because the military had sort of been dormant up until that period. And all of a sudden, you had to gear up for World War I. And they needed officers and soldiers, and they needed trained officers. And again, there were the generals, but 
the lower ranks, and that's where this type of book. Another interesting thing about this book, it's in very good condition. It so is, yes. I don't think anybody had it out on the parade grounds, marching around in the mud or the bad weather with it. But it's also a very rare book. And one of the things that occasionally happens with a very rare book is what do you price it? In other words, a lot of times if you're looking up a book of Dickens or you're looking up a Gutenberg Bible or you're looking up some very famous, well-established valuable book, you can find sort of a price trail. Okay, 10 years ago it sold for this, five years ago it sold for that. Copy maybe not quite as good a few years ago, sold a little less, but one that was in spectacular shape sold more. Or you can talk to a colleague and say, well, when you last had this, what would go? But that, but a book like this is actually, there aren't many of them out there. And we had to sort of spend more time trying to figure out a price for this one than we would have if there were 10 other copies that had sold recently. Well, I'm thinking right off the bat, before you tell us what you think it's worth, what you value it at, I would think someone with a military background would love a book like this as a, as a gift to a retired general or something. It, it just has a lot of worth. But what, what is the value as well, you we, see Well, we priced it $750. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever I price it and I still have it, you say, I think, but I think somebody will. And we actually thought of it, much like you were just thinking, that it would make a wonderful gift, maybe for someone who headed an ROTC program right. at a major college. I mean, ROTC is trying to come back to a lot of the campuses. It is, yes, it is. Which, you know, if for everybody, there are some people who are not going to like it. It's not what they want to do. It's not their thing. And there are a lot of people who go, and that's one of the things. They want to get a great education, but military, they want it to be their career. Or in some cases, they want to figure out, is this something that I might want to do? Now, ROTC, it gets you an advanced stage into the military, but you're not actually joining the military. So you're not actually being posted or sent or whatever. Right. I've uh, worked with a lot of schools over the years in various capacities and and have worked with ROTC companies, and they're they're doing uh, events, charity events and so forth, and they're uh, in full dress uniforms sometimes, and they're they're great kids. I mean, it's a good leadership training program. It absolutely is. So this would also make, what I was thinking, was either a great gift for someone who had maybe been at a school for 20 years, was retiring. Uh, That was one way we thought of it, uh, the head of the program, or some school that's doing, uh, has a library on the history of the military, and maybe particularly on the history of military education. Well, that brings brings to mind the question, there must be a a swath of collectors of military documents, military books, etc. Of almost any type, phase, (laughs) area, field, war time period that you can possibly think of. Uh, There aren't as many, though. A a lot of them are on specific uh, battles, specific wars, specific people. Mm. Um, There aren't as many, though, on school training. Mm -hmm. You run a lot of times into the pamphlets that soldiers would get on how to run, how to uh, aim a weapon how to deal with gas masks. And they were pamphlets that a lot of the soldiers got. But you didn't necessarily get things that were directed at colleges and schools in working up and training and getting people ready 
to then go join the military and get trained again. Once again, it's a little bit of living history here as we look at these books from, in some cases, nearly 200 years ago, and uh, we uh, wax on about what happened then, and it's, it's very much alive today as it sits here on the counter. It's very much, in, and I know that it will find the right person and will find them to, to, to get it. But again, it, it was a simple little book. You look at it at first, when we saw it, we thought it might be a children's story mm. because there are a lot, this is a style that, but one actually dealing with training in the schools, and it sort of opened up my staff because I know one of the employees who was doing research on it, you know, sort of actually he spent a little extra time than he had to because he got so interested in it. Uh, but a lot of times when something comes in, you've had it 20 times, you know exactly what it is, fine. You, you just, you price it, someone buys it, it's great. Other times you get something in and you go, gee, we haven't seen that. Let's it takes a little look. investigating. But that's the fun. <laughs> exactly. Ken, thank you as always. Folks, if you have questions about books, buying, selling, appraising, any of this, uh, if you want to suggest a topic for the podcast, go to brattlebookshop.com. That's always welcome, right? Oh, absolutely, and we always respond. We want to thank you, too, for uh, downloading, rating, reviewing, and, of course, subscribing regularly to the podcast. And uh, you never know what's ahead. We'll find out when the next edition of The Brattlecast comes your way. Thanks, Ken. Well, thank you. I love doing it.